Well, good evening. I'm Dory Locke, your host for this call. And on behalf of Size Seminars, I'd like to be the first to welcome you to the monthly call highlighting tools and techniques from the Basic Seminar. We are so excited to have hundreds of you joining us, and we're looking forward to addressing the many questions that you have about mastering change. And tonight, I have the pleasure of welcoming Mr. Tim O'Kelly to the call. Tim took his basic seminar in 1987, and on Saturday night during that basic, he participated in an exercise that had a huge impact in his life. From this exercise, he established a dream or vision of becoming a basic instructor for size seminars. And through applying the tools he learned in the basic, including the idea of mastering change, he was able to live the vision and became not only a basic instructor, he also facilitated at size 7, men's leadership, and was in charge of the basic instructor division. I am so excited to have him join us on this call this evening, and I'm looking forward to what he has to share with us. So please join me in welcoming Mr. Tim O'Kelly to the call. Tim, are you there? Hello. Hello. Yes, I am. I, I was just sitting here thinking, what a wonderful introduction. I just need to take you with me whenever I do a a class. No problem, Tim. I just got out of a class in Vegas, and I uh, I would have loved to have you introduce me. And I, I, it's an honor to be on this call. Um, and let me just let me just talk for a couple of minutes before we get into this, because I just want to. I feel like I just want to say a couple of things that it is really an honor to be asked to do this. Because of all the people that are on this call, um, there's something in common with all of you, and that is a desire, a hunger to have something more in our life, to have something better. Or you wouldn't be on the call. You'd be doing whatever just normally people do. But so for me to be on here, I just I want to say I'm not I'm not any expert, right? I have not mastered uh, change. I know that's the topic. You know, I haven't mastered it. I don't think anybody will master it. I know it's a it's a conscious and it's a a work in progress to to handle it to understand it better. So what I can do on this call uh, with this opportunity is to share what all I have learned. Um, around this idea of change. And it's a lot. It really is because it's a topic that I love to talk about. When when Dory and Kat called me and asked me to do this, I jumped all over it. So I'm looking forward to talking about this concept. I'm looking forward to taking your questions here in just a little bit. So let me start off with um, something that anybody – well, I cannot say anybody. I can say anybody who's been in uh, the Paysetter Leadership Dynamics course from PSI Seminars. You have um, gone through a process or you have been introduced to a, a change chart is what it's called. Um, and, and the basic premise of that change chart is that change is, is always present. Um, in the basic seminar, you, one of the very first concepts we did, one of the most fun, I love this one, is that there's either a growth or there is a decay happening right now. There's not a third stage. Either you and I are growing or you and I are decaying. There is no place ever in the universe where something is not happening. Um, if you take, if you look, and I still do this a lot. I look, I'm looking around my office right now, um, and and I'm seeing anything that has wood on it, and it reminds me that that piece of wood that I'm looking at is in a state of decay right now. It's not just sitting. There's no stability in the universe ever. This has been proved over and over again that there is nothing stable. Everything is in a constant state of change. So when we work on mastering change, you can see what I'm talking about. We're never going to master it because it's always happening. That's like time management. People come to the class and say, I want to work on time management, and I say, you cannot manage time. 
There is no way to manage time. It is ticking away right now, second by second. It's going by us. There's no way to manage it. We can manage ourselves, but we cannot manage time. We can manage ourselves. We cannot manage or master change because it's always happening. And that's, that's an important piece when we look at all the, the struggle with change is if we really do get that it's constant. So how do I adjust my thinking to work with something that is constant? How do I work with me? That's what this call is going to be about. So if you understand that change start, it is that when fear, is, I mean, excuse me, when change is present, there's always going to be fear. And fear is a, it's an emotion. And for those of you who are taking the basic class, you know that the basic premise and the basic is that when we, whatever we think dictates how we feel. How we think and feel dictates how we present ourselves, our actions, how we show up in the world. So under that model, it says if I am feeling fear, it is based on the way that I think. And if you go back to the change chart, when there's change present, there's going to be fear. And then the next piece right after fear is we have a choice. That's that part right there where we have choice is what I want to work with today. That, yes, change is always present. There is going to be fear if it's change in our life. It is truthfully how we view it, what we believe about fear and what we believe about change. It's our paradigm. Everything is based on the way that we think. So if we're struggling with change, if we're struggling with fear, all this model says is that we need to stop and take a look at the way we think. The way we think is the source of all. So now what we're going to have a conversation about is change and fear. Given fear is an emotion. We have control over it. So I want to introduce now something that uh, that I have been working with for, for many years. Uh, I have it on my wall right now looking at it. And it's a it's a... It's a thought that Einstein had. Einstein considered being one of the most intellectual human beings on the planet. And he said this, and I think it applies to this call. There's only one question you ever have to ask yourself, and that is, do you live in a friendly universe or do you live in a hostile universe? By the way that you answer that question dictates everything about you. That's huge. What that, in essence, what that means is that it is our belief. Do we live in a hostile universe? If we do believe that we live in a hostile universe, we automatically, without thought, guard ourselves. We, we tend to protect ourselves from these things that can happen to us. These are conversations that you hear people say, something happened to me. These are conversations that you hear. They're usually very victim. Um, you've heard people say that um, I, I had my heart broken. Well, you know, and, and not not I, I don't want to sound cold, even though whenever I say this, I think I do sound cold. So I'm not sure how to handle that part, but you'll deal with it. Um, what I mean by that is that you've never had your heart broken. And if you're not sure about that, cut yourself open, look at your heart. And what you're going to find is this heart that is so beautiful and pumping blood to all the parts of our Have you ever heard, listen to your heart? You know, if you just listen to your heart, well, listen to your heart. You know what you can hear? Thump, 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 thump. It's an organ. It pumps blood. We've never had our heart broken. We have felt pain. We've never had our heart broken. 
And if we live in a hostile universe, this is where fear is rampant. There's probably going to be questions today about fear. I can talk about it more then. It's always around change. If we shift the way we think, and that's what these courses, all of these courses do. That's it. It's just to give us an opportunity to look at the current way that I think and to shift it. What if we do live in a friendly universe? And some of you might have just gone, yeah, but we don't. Now, understand that's a belief system. That's a belief you have. And if you believe that, you will see that everywhere to validate that it is a hostile environment. If you do shift it to it is a friendly environment, which is what Einstein talked about, that you see the world very different, that nothing has ever happened to me. It happens for me. That is a complete different paradigm shift. And if we're going to talk change, that's a fundamental shift that we've got to make, is that change is positive that it is friendly, that it is there for us, not against us. This will reduce the amount of fear that we have in our life. This will reduce the amount of, I don't want to take a chance. What if I fail? It completely changes all of that. So let's move into that area, that what if it is a friendly environment? What if it is a friendly universe here to support us? Well, then we have to look at everything that happens is happening for a reason. We've all heard this before. What if it's true, though? What if you chose to live your life and I chose to live my life and we all on this call chose to live our life from that, that it is here as a positive, that nothing is negative. And you can find belief systems that support that. One of the greatest ones was um, um, not Socrates, hang on, hang on. Um, Shakespeare said that there's nothing good or bad in the universe. It cannot be. The only thing that makes something good or bad is the way we think. And so if we look at change is positive, change is healthy, then we're going to have a different perspective of fear. And so what I've done is I've created basically this four-step process that I want to introduce tonight that you can follow. And if you just do these four steps, it will simply reduce the amount of fear that we have. It will reduce the amount of anxiety that we have. And we will start producing results much more favorable in our life. And so one of the, one of the first stages before we even go into the four steps is, is, and this is, I think, true with anything, is to, to sit, and, 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 and whether it's in these classes or at home or anywhere, and just get, what do you really want? If we don't know what we want, we're lost. We are the only species on the planet that sets goals. Squirrels don't set a goal of how many uh, nuts they're going to gather this winter. They don't, <laughs> I know that's strange, but it's true. They don't set goals. They just do it. A human being has imagination. Imagination is the ability to see something that does not exist right now. We're the only species on the planet that has it because that's how we can create it if we can imagine it. It's what's in common with all geniuses. They can use their imagination to see something that does not exist right now. Basic graduates, screen the mind. That is a Huge concept that we've got to be working with. If you're not clear on what you want, you're lost. Then it's easy to become afraid. It's easy to become, a, I'm not certain, I'm not clear. So if one of them is, before we even go to the four stages, stop, get clear, what do you want? And maybe it's time to get back into basic. You know, we just had a great basic, and that's what people are doing. It's just stopping the game for a few days, get back in there. I don't care, LS grads, chip your grads, whoever, get back into your basic course in your city quickly. 
and just stop the game and get back in there and really start dreaming again and really get clear on what's important to you. Then we can go through these steps, okay? So the first step, and one of these four over here, if you can imagine a column on your left, a column on your right. The column on your left starts off with the top is happy. What can I do that genuinely makes me happy? On the right column, you could put sad. What is it that I can do that makes me sad slash fearful? If you just create this model and grab a piece of paper and a pen right now and grab this model, it's going to work for you wonderfully around this whole concept of change. And the first one on the left side, which is what can I do to create happiness, true happiness in my life, which I don't think, uh, and especially after this uh, at Principia, I'm, this just got so validated. I loved it. Is there anything more important than you being happy? You know, I'm not going to entertain that on this call. I just don't think there is. If you're happy, things are going to work in your life. So what's the first thing that's going to make you happy? And the first thing is is novelty. Or if you don't like the word novelty, put new. And this faces right here, this thing about change. What this says is that by, by the way the human brain is designed, that one of the things that livens us up, it brings us to life, it makes us happy, is when we wake up the brain. How do you wake it up? You wake it up by doing new things. By doing something new, even the smallest thing, going to work. You've heard this before, going to work a different way. It's new. When your mind goes down a new road and your eyes are seeing a new terrain, your brain wakes up so that it can understand it. When your brain wakes up, you are naturally happier. The endorphins sent from the brain to the body literally wakes it up and wakes the body up. Okay, so doing something new. Then look to the right column where it says sad. Right number one on the right column where it says sad, obviously, what is it we can do that's going to make us sad? Doing the same thing over and over again. The same way to work. We eat the same thing. We found something that tastes good. We just keep eating that. We get into routine. This will cause fear. This will cause us to get stuck. It's doing the same thing over and over again. I don't even want to entertain much more of that. I'd rather go back to the left side of the column. Number one is Novelty, do things new, go to new restaurants, eat new food, think new thoughts, read a new book. You know, you talk to a lot of people, kind of books you like, oh, I like this kind of book. Okay, stop, get out of that, read something new. There's always an opportunity every day to either think something new, read something new, look at something new. This is going to wake us up. Number two, okay, challenge yourself. Now, this is huge. I love this one right here. Challenge yourself. Now, this, is con this concept is around change. So then we go, well, wait a minute. What if I challenge myself and I fail? Okay, let me spend one minute busting that up. Now, you have to understand, this is a belief. This is something that we've all got to adapt as a belief system, that there is no failure. Yes, you can fail at things, and you've got to. If you understand growth and you understand success, you have got to put your butt out there, and you're going to fail. Because when we fail, then there can be an adjustment in the mind. And then we continue to move forward. It's like, imagine yourself sitting on a bicycle. Your feet are on the pedals. You're going to fall if you just sit there. You cannot stay up. The wheel pointed straight. You cannot sit up. You're going to fall. The only way that you can stay up is to get moving. And this is a huge concept that it says, get moving. Even if you take a step in what's considered the wrong direction, 
then the mind can make a shift, and it's always going to go to, your mind is supporting you and always going toward what you want. And things that happen in our life are, are a result of us to learn and to expand and to grow so that we get what we want. So the worst thing we can do is stay still and think, but no action. Get on the bike and move. Even if it's the wrong direction, the bike will shift and start to be pulled toward what you want. And what we think is when we fail is I'm a failure, and that is so not true. Not true at all. We are a failure when we stop and don't take action. That's when we're a failure. Okay, so to challenge yourself. What that means is challenge yourself emotionally. Challenge yourself to have conversations that are just not what you're used to having. Uh, challenge yourself to talk to people. Uh, talk to people above you. Talk to people. If you ever, I heard this just last week. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You know, go into another room. <laughs> go talk to people that are smarter than you. Go talk to people that their thoughts challenge you. Okay? Challenge, challenge, challenge. The opposite side of that, sad number two, is safety. Creating a life where you're safe. That comes from your belief that living in a hostile universe. I've got to protect myself. I've got to be safe. It's a dangerous world. Create this level around me where it's safe. Safety causes depression. Get out, get on the bike, and go. Yes, I've done many projects that have failed, and I am achieving the dreams that I want to. And I didn't understand that. I was like, oh, I don't want to fail. Now, this, this concept woke me up. You've got to go out there and fail. You're not a failure, okay? Uh, number three is to express yourself on the side of, of happy. Express yourself. Vocalize. Do not, my, one of my mentors, Wayne Dyer, said this. Do not die with the music inside of you. I got to say that again. It deserves it. Do not die with the music inside of you. This says you have a mouth for a reason. Express yourself. What you feel in a relationship, express it. This is when you're going to come to life, when you express yourself. And don't worry about, well, what if I fail? We already covered that. What if someone doesn't like it? It's all part of a plan. Do not interrupt the plan by doing number three on the right side, which is sad, which is called stifle ourself, which is I don't want to say anything. What if I make someone upset? Well, the truth is if you go to the responsible side of life, you cannot make someone upset. They might have an experience. That's the experience they need to have. Well, I, I want everybody to get along. Okay, That's quite not real. Is We're not always going to get along. It's not always going to be safe and smooth. It's What works is challenge. This is when we grow. When we stifle, we decay. Okay? And now the fourth one, love this one. On the left side of happy is connect. Connect every day. Well, what's connect? Well, just what that word means. Connect with the planet. I don't know how many times you walk around and you realize that you just don't really fit. You don't feel like you're a part of. You don't feel like you're... Have you ever been in a room full of people and felt alone? Okay, so to connect... To stop for a moment, feel your feet on the ground. You're part of this wonderful universe. To look around, to see the trees. There's a friend of mine, Rob Rowe, a lot of you know Rob Rowe, took a golf course, uh, a golf lesson. And one of the first things, that was a very expensive course that he took. And one of the first things they did was have him go play 18 holes, and then they came back and gave him a test. And they asked him what kind of trees were around. What color were the, the trees and the flowers? Most of them failed this one because they were so focused on hitting the ball. And there, there even in golf was, you've got to experience the whole thing to connect. Now, connect with the planet, connect with people. 
to look in people's eyes. When you're walking through, right, coming back from Vegas just doing this class, walking through the airport, and the little, and the little old lady, she was so cute, sitting there making sure no one goes the opposite direction. It seems like I've never seen anybody look at her or talk to her. And just to walk by her and connect with her eyes and look into her eyes and internally, not say anything, but appreciate the work she's doing. And I just gave her a nod and her eyes lit up and her face lit up and she looked at me and said, thank you. That's a connection. It didn't take long. I was still walking. But it's about looking up and opening our eyes and connecting with humanity again. This is something that's been lost a lot of people looking into each other's eyes, which leads to the fourth on the, on the right side, which is what makes us sad is to be separate, to be separate from people. I don't like people. I don't want to get hurt. If I put my whole heart out there, what if I get hurt? See, that's that paradigm. That's the, our belief about change and our belief about fear is that we live in a hostile universe. Someone is going to hurt you. It has been proven, and this is what I'm working on a lot in my life right now. No one can hurt you. Now, the only caveat to that is if they physically hit you, cut you, then yes, but the body heals itself, and it does a really great job of it. If we play the responsible side of life, we cannot be hurt by someone. We are the ones in control of our emotions. It's been proven that nobody hurts your emotions, only you. And then some people go, oh, yeah, I remember hearing that, only if I let them. No, you cannot let someone hurt you emotionally. So if we understand this and we start connecting with life again, connecting with people again, looking at the trees as I'm doing right now, there's a light outside. Just look at what color those trees and just connecting with what's around us and to be in the moment. The third way of listening, to be present, to be present with what life has to offer and to connect with it. So on the left side, I'm not even going to entertain the right side anymore. If we stop doing the right side and start doing the left side, you'll see that your paradigm about change shifts immediately, that the world, the universe is waiting for you to step out of the shadows and start living by doing these very simple four things. The first one, again, is to do things new. Just do something new. I'm not saying you have to open a business today. I'd recommend it if you want to, but I'm not saying you've got to do that. But look in a book. Look at new businesses out there. Look at something new. Try something new. Taste something new. Feel something new. Touch something new. The second one is challenge yourself. Do not be safe. Challenge yourself in a conversation, which then goes to the third one, express yourself. Express yourself, talk, open your mouth. You have so much inside. And number four is to connect. And so if we do those simple four things, you're not going to have a conversation about change. You're not going to have a conversation about a fear of change. The universe is waiting for us. And it's waiting for us to show up. These four steps help us show up. And pretty soon you won't have a fear. You'll have an excitement about doing this project because it doesn't matter if it works or not. Please hear me. It doesn't matter if it works or not. It doesn't matter if it turns out. What matters is that you went for it. And I know it's going to take time to see that because in the moment we can't see it. But I guarantee if you look back at all your relationships and you look at them and you study them, there was value there. There was always a positive, something you learned, something you had to learn. Now, in the moment, I know for a long time in my life, I didn't get it. My life is going to die. I'm going to die right now because this relationship is over. I look back at it now and go, no, no, no. I can put four or five things out of a relationship that was there for me to learn. Did I learn them? So change, it's constant. It's our viewpoint of it. You can get really excited about change. 
because that's the choice you have. That's the thing that God gave us is the ability to choose. You start viewing truthfully as an opportunity, not as a threat. Your life will change. So I'd like to open it up to questions because this is where I can get into some different specifics about change. So, Dory, are you there? I certainly am, and we can definitely go through those questions. The first couple of questions that we have, Tim, they're, they're pretty much the same question. One is, what is the most successful way to face and over, overcome fear? And the second question is, what is the best way to overcome fear? So both of these graduates have pretty much the same question for you. Got it. Okay, so I'm hearing, um, I guess, the most successful way. Uh, to mm-hmm. face and overcome fear, and then the other one was, uh, I, I hear the same question, to overcome fear. So, okay, so how to face and overcome fear. Um, know that fear is present. Fear is not positive or negative. Fear is a constant. It's always around change, and change is always present. So fear is going to be there. Um, it does not cause you to think. Please hear me. It, fear does not cause you to think positive or negative. It's your viewpoint of fear. And most likely, when we're in a state of fear, it boils down to we're not moving forward. We're in a state of decay. Usually it's what fear means is I've gone into decay, meaning I've, I'm on the right side. Just look at it. Anytime you're really fearful, pull out that piece of paper. If we can send this to them or whatever, these four on the left, four on the right, if you're in fear, I guarantee you're in those four stages, one or two or three or four. Of the, of the right side, what makes us sad, what a decay process, is you're stuck, you're stuck, you're analyzing, you're not moving forward. So how to handle it, how to move past it, how to, how, is to get moving. Get on the bicycle and start moving. Take an action step. If you understand how a plane flies across the country, maybe this will be a good picture, just popped into my head. A plane flying from Los Angeles to New York does not fly in a straight line. It never does. Um, it is a series of mistakes. Truthfully, it is. I'm not making this up. So what happens is the plane starts, you know, and there's communication always. It's got sonar, it's got radar, it's got all the good stuff. And it's always getting communication from the end result, which is you're on target, you're on target. When you're on target, it doesn't shift, it doesn't move. It only shifts and moves when it finds out communication that you're off target. Then it can shift. I talked about that earlier on the call. If you take a step, then the mind can shift, just like a plane. Then it can shift and it can turn and get back on track. Once it gets back on track, well, it stays on track. It's going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall. You're going to fail. But I tell you what, you think I'm a failure. You think, and this is a belief system, you think I have failed. I'm no good. It is the opposite. You're moving closer to your goal. You don't see it right now. This is where you have to have a level of faith that the universe is here to support you. But you've got to get moving and make those mistakes that you're getting closer and closer to your goal. When you stop, you get very fearful and you're in a state of decay. Next question. Okay. The next one comes from CS. And the question is, what is the best way to make change permanent? Or said another way, how can I instill change behaviors in my life and to make them stick. How do I make change permanent? Okay, do you mind if I just kind of giggle on that one? Um, change and permanent. I, and I understand the question, but if you think about this, those are two words that really have a hard time going with each other. Okay, so how do I make changes permanent? 
is this formula I just gave you. Uh, it really is, and I'm not just trying to make things over simple. It is. It's very, very simple. Is you start making productive, positive choices, changes. You keep doing those. You keep doing things new every day. You'll start to get inspired. You'll start to get inspired. You'll start to have energy. And once you have energy, you want to do more. When we don't have energy, we stop. So it is the left side of this. Do things new daily. Challenge yourself. Have those conversations. Read a book that's outside of your realm. Okay? Open your mouth. Talk to people. Connect with people. You'll be so in spirit, inspirado, inspirational. You'll be so spirited that you'll want to do more of it, and you'll want to do more of it, and you'll want to do more of it. But this goes back to the first answer to the two questions. How do I take on change? How do I overcome it? Take action. Take a step. Move forward. It's the same thing. Okay, so this one is how do I make them? How do I make them stick around? Well, you do the good ones, and the good ones you'll start to see. Hey, this works. I like this. This is healthy. This is productive. I'm producing results. I want to keep doing this. And then once you believe that that it works, you'll stay on those. Now, will we fall? Will we make mistakes? Yes. I just did a project about two months ago that cost me quite a bit of money. It failed completely, and I'm laughing while it's failing, going. I don't see it right now, but I know I learned something in this process. I didn't see it till last week. I created a whole new project out of that project that I thought failed, which meant I was a failure. And I got so excited to be on this call because, no, 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 it didn't fail. It ha I had to do that for me to see this so this project will work. And now the project I'm working on is very successful and has to deal with youth. I never even saw that youth was going to be in the picture. But when I took that step and thought that I failed, it opened up a whole nother window. Okay? Next question. Okay. The next one comes from AL, and it's, what can I tell myself when the fear I'm feeling is huge? AL. Al. Anyway. So, um, how... When the fear is so huge, what can I tell myself? Good question. Good question. But I have to go back to why is the fear so huge? It's, it's, it's been proven. It shows that you're in, you've stopped moving forward. And it's not that you've stopped. Please hear that. When we, when we are not moving forward, we're moving backwards. There's not, going back to the first part of this conversation, if we're not moving forward on the left side, we're moving backwards. We're not just stuck. No one is ever stuck. We're moving backwards. So that's when we start to get overrun with fear. So how do we become, how do we handle fear? What do I tell myself? Is just what we have talked about. If you're going to use a trigger or what am I going to tell myself is that this fear that I'm feeling is for me to grow. I wouldn't be feeling this fear if it wasn't edging me to go forward to go forward. So what you're going to tell yourself is when this fear is big is go to what is my dream. Don't think about the fear. Think about your dream. Visualize the dream. Visualize the goal. Visualize the relationship. Visualize the business. Visualize the health. Visualize the connection. Visualize the, the beauty of your dream. Because whenever you take your eye off of your goal, all you're going to see are the obstacles. We know this one. So when there's an immense amount of fear present, You've disconnected with your dream. So what do you tell yourself is, what are my dreams? 
and focus back on that. You did, a class, you did an exercise in the basic course where you had obstacles in front of you. You had a goal. What do you got to keep focused on? It's a goal. When you take your mind off the goal, you see fear. To keep your mind on the goal and then follow the four steps on the left. Take an action step. You might not see, but if you are inspired at all to take any kind of an action step, that action step is positive and you're moving towards your goals. See the goal, take an action step. Next question. Okay. The next one comes from DM. Is there a process to help work through the pain of change as when you lose a loved one due to separation, divorce, or death, or any loss for that matter? Um, yes, 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 yes. I uh, love this one. Um, you know, this, I've got to be sensitive with this. I just you know, realized I just came out of basics. I'm pretty pumped. And I want to be sensitive to death. I want to be sensitive to breakups. I want to be sensitive to, to that. So, so uh, let me get there real quick. Um, I'm not saying that there's not going to be pain. Okay, pain is it's real. Okay, suffering is optional. But there will be pain. Now, if we can just explore what is, what is pain. Um, Pain comes from a simple belief that we have that things should work out, that people are going to be around forever. It's a, it's a fairy tale that we grew up with. The knight in shining armor, this relationship that I love is going to last forever. He's going to be loyal. That My child is going to live for a long time. Um, when we have beliefs like this, um, matter of fact, let me just, you know, I wasn't going to do this, but let me do it since it's here. All suffering, all pain comes from believing a thought that opposes reality. Let me say it again. All suffering, all pain comes from believing a thought that opposes reality. So when I have a thought and I believe it, and that thought that I believe opposes reality, there will be pain. So a relationship, okay? I'm married right now. So if I have a belief that this relationship is going to last forever, she's going to be around forever, it's going to be great, we have a baby on the way, it's going to be healthy, it's going to have a great life. Now, that is part of vision, that is part of dreaming, but I cannot be attached to it. A lot of us relearn that again at Principia. I cannot be attached to it because I'm not in control of that. And when I do think that, that it's always going to be around, it's going to be great, and all of a sudden, there's change. I'm messed up because I thought she was going to be here for a long time. And it's such a huge concept. It is the last one of the basic course. And you know what? I, I didn't get it for years. I really didn't. I still struggle with it that the concept that today is the first day. And, and back when I said that, I hope no one out there went, oh, yeah, I know that one. Please go to I don't know that one so that you can be open to hearing something new. That today is the first day of the rest of my life and today is the last day of the rest of my life that we only have today. And if we really, really get that, something just happened, you know, a couple of weeks ago to a lot of us that it was devastating and there was pain. And because it goes back to, it's, I remember my thought, 
was, you know, I, I thought it was going to be forever. I thought I had so many great pictures. And when I don't really get that, you know what, it can be taken from us in a heartbeat, and it's for a reason, too. We don't understand the reason. But if I live in a friendly universe, it's for a good reason. It's for a positive reason. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And I'm telling you that I don't understand why this happened. But I do believe it happened for a reason. And it's a positive reason. And if I wake up and be connected every day to the people that I love and know that if they're taken today and their time is up, I'm good. Because I said what I wanted to say. Then we can handle change and pain very, very different. Some people in Japan, they say are living the longest of any human being. They live to the 120s, 130s. And one of the reasons they say is because the paradigm they have about death. They celebrate that versus being pain. That, wait, why did they leave? Well, that's, our, that's, that's not reality. They're going to leave. Everybody is going to leave us. And that's reality versus someone's going to stay with me forever. No, they're going to leave. And you don't know when. So if we can really step into that, today is possibly the last day. Let me connect. Let me connect with people. Let me express myself. I just went to number four and number three right there on the left side column. Let me connect. Let me express myself. Let me share my love versus keep it inside. Then we'll handle that pain very different. We're still going to have it, but it's not going to be as intense. Next question. Okay, the next question comes from S.S., and it's, how do you turn the fear voices off in your head when you wake up in the middle of the night and they start talking to you? Great question. How do I turn off the fear voices inside? It's very simple. Uh, and I did answer that on the last one, but it's, it's the same answer on this one. Um, if there's fear, all that is, is just an indication to look at my goal again. Okay to look at the opportunity of my goal. So whatever my dream is, whatever my goal is, is to go back in my mind. So I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm fearful. What if I fail? What if this doesn't work? What if I can't pay the bill? Okay, got it. That's going to be there. But if you start entertaining those fears, it just gets bigger. Stop right there and now shift your consciousness back over to looking at your goal. So if your goal is to, you know, uh, to, to, to have the money to pay the bills if you're struggling financially, to start seeing that, you start seeing you paying the bills, start seeing you have new ideas, start seeing the, the possibility of even someone else calling and wanting you to do something that you weren't even thinking about you would ever do. That's what happened to me last week. I'm taking on a new venture just last week. I never even thought of. That's what opens that up. Do not play in the fear game. Fear is present. Got it. But what's more valuable is your dreams and your goals, and you've got to keep nurturing it. We learned in the basic class that it's planting the seed. Well, you don't just plant a seed and come back a year later and the goal is accomplished. No, it'll be dead because the seed died. Well, if you know how to plant seeds, you've got to nurture it. You've got to water it. You've got to take care of it. Some people even talk to the seed. Okay? So what's the nurturing of it? Is that right there. It's to keep focused on it. It's to keep giving energy to the goal. Do not give energy to fear. Feel it. Wake up. Move to your goal. Start visualizing. Start to get excited again. You will, you'll start to get excited when you start seeing you pay the bills. You start seeing you be in a relationship. You're walking down the beach with someone. You just, and you start dreaming of the opportunities. The fear subsides. All right, next question. Okay. The next one comes from J.F. 
How do I help someone who says they want to change but continue to take no action steps in that direction? <laughs> Gosh, have we all been there before, especially the graduates who love this work so much and you want to go have people do it and people say that they want to change, yet they're doing the same thing over and over again. This is a touchy, this is a touchy question. No, it's not. It's a great question, touchy answer. Uh, it's going to go two ways here. One, you don't. <laughs> There's, uh, you know, if they if they don't want to, they're not going to. They might say it, and we've probably done the same thing too. I want to change. I want to change, but I keep doing the same thing over and over again. So one, we know we cannot change anybody. We cannot make them. You cannot tie them up and send them to a course. Um, so it is your own choice. There are a couple of things though that you can do to, that can that can be supportive of of change, and one of them is to just and it's got to be it's got to be dealt with you know out of respect that if they start to see the prices that they're paying for their behavior for their constant doing what's not working um they might not see the effects of it to people around them and if they can if you can support them in not telling them the prices but asking them and having them start to look at what is this costing you what what are the prices then that can cause someone to shift immediately. The other one is is to show them what change looks like by you being the example. You've heard this before, lead by example. Um, by you showing someone what happens when you take on a risk, what happens when you get on the, the bicycle and you start pedaling and you go someplace, to see the life force in you, to see, to see what it's like to live again, to see what it's like to connect again, to see what it's like to, to, to do all the things on the four on the, on the left side, those four steps, then someone can see it from the outside without being challenged and make, you've got to change. You've got to do something different. You've got to go to these classes. No, they don't. But if they see it and they see somebody else do it that's close to them and maybe they've done some, they know that you've done some classes, they might come to you. But we all know one of the worst things is is to tell them that they need to change because they don't. No one needs to. Okay? Next question. Okay. We have a couple left. The next one comes from KD. How do I get myself unstuck? What is the best thing I can do to get out of my own way when I recognize I'm headed back to my old ways or procrastinating or living in denial about the changes I need to make? Okay. I'm I'm a broken record right now, guys. Um, But I've got to be. It's the same thing. You're not stuck. You're going backwards. You're not – no one gets – stuck means that stuck in the same place. You're actually going backwards. I don't know what it was that caused you to go backwards. doesn't matter. But one step is to notice you're going backwards. And I think you are by even being on this call and asking this question. It's a great question. Um, you're going backwards. Okay, so what to do to go forwards again? I'm going to reiterate it. What's your dream? What's your goal? You're off of it. You've gotten busy. You've gotten an everyday routine. It's what I'm going to suggest you look at is that you're back in routine, you're back in boring, you're back in just everyday stuff. That's not exciting. Everyday stuff cannot be exciting all the time. Okay? So if you're going backwards in decay, just stop, look up, and look at your dream. Look at your goal. The reason I said look up is I have all my goals above eye level because I was training that in the basic course. 
that when I do close, I work to just gently look above. So that's why I noticed I just said that. All my goals are right above me right now, so I said look up. Um, to look at, to look at your goals. If I ask you right now, what's your goal? Do you have it? Do you have it in mind right now? Could you voice it? Would you have to think about it? Would you have to ask me questions about, well, in what area of my life? No, what's your goal right now? What's your dream? What's your vision? Do you know it? Well, tell me about it. Okay? That's going to get you moving forward. It always does. You've just lost it. So get back in it. Get your screen of the mind active again. Get the cobwebs out of the workshop. Blow them out. Get back in there. Get your screen up on the workshop. That's nurturing the goal. That's planting it. No, it's not planting the seed. You've already planted the seed by creating the goal. Now nurture it by going back into your workshop, seeing it before you go to bed. I'm talking two minutes. I'm talking three minutes. I'm not talking 20 minutes. You know, we just heard last week a Principia guy does uh, four minutes a day. I thought four minutes a day. I, went, I like that. Uh, nurture it, water it talk, uh, to see the goal. And then, again, the four steps on the left side is wake up in the day, go do, go wear something new. Walk downstairs different. Enjoy a different path downstairs. You always walk down the center of the stairs. Walk to the left. Walk to the right. Do something new. You'll start laughing. You'll start getting excited again. And now what's happening is you're on the bike and you're moving forward. Now the goal can pull you toward it. It can pull you. It will. The universe will pull you toward it. You've got to get moving, though. You know, you've heard that. What You can tell I'm not a scientist right now. Something in motion tends to stay in motion. Something like that. You know what I mean. But you've got to get moving. So look at your dream. Look at your goal. Get clear on it. And again, follow those four steps on the left side. All right, next question. Okay, this is the last question we have, and it comes from DL. How can I face my fear of confrontation? It seems as if every time I try to state how I feel about a sensitive issue or situation, usually with my spouse or adult children, they get angry and I feel defeated. I usually come away exhausted from the situation and just want to go to bed and not face it. Please help. I'm tired of being afraid. Wow. That's a lot right there. Um, confrontation. Huge, huge time. You know, I, I almost want to go with this, this question another way, and that would just be bring up another concept for us to work on. And I'm not saying that this is what's going on, uh, DL, at all, because, you know, I don't know. What, part of the problem with this answer I'm having is I don't know when you say, I think, I think what you said is a sensitive topic. So I don't know what that sensitive issue or topic is. So I really cannot hit that specifically. But this is something that, that uh, it's a concept that I love as far as three different entities. One of them is called My Business. The other one is called your business, and the other one called God's business. Now, if you need to change the word to God from God to something else, that's fine. My business means my emotions, my thinking, my financial situation, my life, my everything. Your business is everybody else's, all the other people in my life. It's, that's their business. And then you got God with the weather, the famines, the, 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 the trees. That, I have no control over that. So when it talks about confrontation, when it talks about relationships, when it calls, when I hear the, the words in there, um, uh, struggle and, and, and pain and people being upset, and here's one thing that I always want to put out there whenever this, talk, this question is, is asked is, whose business are you in? Okay, so let me address that real quick. When I'm in my business, I'm working on being the best me. I'm working on being the best, my highest good. The way that I eat, the way that I think, the way that I look at people, the way that I love people, the way that I care about people, the way that I 
just everything about me. Your business is is the way you think and what you feel in your experience. Mine's going to be different than yours, always. And if you can imagine, um, DL, if you can imagine, okay, I've got a donut shop on this corner. That's my business. And DL, you've got a flower shop on, on the other corner. So there's a street separating us, right? Okay. So, DL, you come over and get in my business. Okay, and you 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 kind of want to work with me on you know what I should be doing or or stuff I'm going through or maybe even advice. And again, I don't know the sensitive issues you brought up, and, and I don't think we need to talk about that. But um, you want to come over and get in my business? Well, we can address all that. But the thing I'd like to say is, all, what's happening in your business over there? If you're over here in somebody else's, what's happening to your business? Well. Your business is starting to not work. Your business is, is it's, it's unmanned or unwomaned. Okay, there, there's no one working there. Uh, it's starting to decay. Um, and then what happens is you're starting to feel separate. And I can I can tell you that if if you're in other people's businesses too much, you're gonna start feeling separate. You're gonna start feeling disconnected. That's on the right side. That's what I talked about. So one of the things I would ask you to do is look at whose business are you in. Are you in your business or are you in their business? Now, I don't know, but ask yourself that, okay? Now, um, if you're in your business, you know, I was given this tip a long time ago. I, I asked a question on a conference call like this. If you could tell me one thing to do to have my relationship be great, what would it be? And this was a very important person in the area of, of relationships. I was shocked by the answer. It went against everything I've ever thought of. And she said, you be the best you. I'm like, okay, keep going. She said, no. You be the best you. Because that's the only thing you have control over. You be the best you in thought. You be the best you in spirit. You be the best you. You are the best you. You become happy. You become a light. And it makes a difference to people around us. Be the best you you can be. So I don't know what the confrontation is. But one, I just want to make, I put out there is, is the confrontation absolutely necessary? Whoever it is, your family, that's their business. They're going through what they're going through. There's nothing you can do to change it. And sometimes our need to change things because we don't like them goes against reality. Like you think you have any power to change somebody else? Well, we can't. And when we think we can and it doesn't happen, it's not happening at the pace I think it should. There's going to be suffering. There's going to be that pain there. So um, stay in your business. Be in your business. Be the best you you can be. All right. Next question. That's the final question we have tonight, Tim. And if you'd like to just give us a little wrap-up on this call, that would be fantastic. Okay. Very good. Okay. Um, wrap-up. The universe is here to support every one of us, always 100%. It's our beliefs that fight that. And if we can move to that side, that we live in a friendly universe, and the way to engage in a friendly universe is the four steps on the left side, which is to do things new. Okay, do new, novelty. Challenge yourself. Express yourself and connect. You're going to be in an energy a groove that you've never been in before. And keep an eye on your dreams. Set your goals. 
Get back into a basic course. Get back into a course that's around you that deals with this kind of work. Um, take some time alone. Go be in nature. Get clear. What is really, really important to you? You know, and I got to do that last week. Um, I don't even know what week it is right now. It's just finished a class. Um, when I was at Principia, I got to just spend some time. And, you know, it's such a beauty of doing classes is you, you pay for them and you go through your resistance. I don't really wonder that. But, man, once you do it and you just stop and you do the most important thing that anybody can do, and that's be with you and what's important to you, not what's important to everybody else. What do you, if I ask you right now, what's the most important thing to you? Do you have an answer? To get really, really clear on that answer and know that the universe is here to support you. Now, it's not going to happen the way you want it to. It never is going to. It is much bigger than you and I. It's not going to happen the way you want it to. Detach from the way it's supposed to look. Get on the bicycle and start moving. And if you move, it'll start pulling you. And in the pulling, you've got to learn some things. For you to have what you want and you don't have it right now, we've got to learn some things. We've got to raise our vibration. How do we raise our vibration? By experiences. So, yes, we're going to go and go, okay, I want this relationship or I'm going to try this project. It's all part of the plan because you're going to learn something in that. But we all want everything to work. You know, I was watching the Olympics not long ago. Gabby, Gabby, I was going to say Gifford. That's not who it is. Gabby Douglas, you know. She wins the gold medal. We all look at that and go, I want the gold medal. We see actors get the, uh, the Academy Award. We're like, man, I've had people come in class and go, I want an Academy Award. We see these people win these things. You know what we didn't see? We didn't see how many times Gabby fell off the beat. Starting at, what, six years old? How many times has she ever successfully completed that? Not very many times. She has failed and failed and failed so many times. And she grew and she grew and she grew. And she got the gold medal. These actors have failed. How many auditions have they gone to? Over and over and over. That's what gets the gold medal. That's what gets the gold. And so what I want to end with is um, the, the, just something I got the other day was a quote that I thought, you know, um, the, uh, the best riches are the pictures you hold in your mind. The best riches are the best pictures. So what are your pictures in your mind? Make sure they're beautiful. We heard something a couple weeks ago. Um, thoughts are things. So pick the good one. And what I'm talking about is the dreams, the goals. Get clear on them. Someone walks up to you and go, what's your dream? You could shade it right there. If someone says, what's your goal? You could state it right there. Get really, really clear and take action. I love you guys. And PSI Seminars, God bless you, and thank you for the work that you do and allowing me to come in and just share a few minutes with you guys. Thank you very much. Well, fantastic. What a great call, Tim. And thank you for taking the time to share your insights on change with us tonight. And I also want to thank everyone who's listening in. We hope you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in your life and to help you live the life you love. You will definitely want to attend the call next month. It's scheduled for Tuesday, November 13th. And on this call, we will explore gratitude. You can register now at www.psiteleseminars.com. And remember to ask your questions in advance. And now just because the call is over doesn't mean the conversation has to end. Let's continue the discussion on Facebook. Go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash PSI seminars and share your thoughts on change. What did you get out of the call? 
And how are you going to implement this in your life? We definitely want to hear from you. And as many of you know, we post live updates during the call on Facebook, and we love having your feedback. And for those of you who are new to SIZE Seminars or would like to find out more about the basic seminars or any of the advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com, where you will find information about all of our courses as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psiseminars.com. Again, thank you for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time to listen in, and we hope you have a great evening.